Hello and welcome to the Bliss Career Podcast, a podcast where we talk about everything career. I am your host, Dan Solomon, and in this podcast, I am bringing you interviews with people just like you, people who were once in your shoes. I'm also going to be talking with HR managers as well as people who are experts in their various fields. We have a lot of stuff to unpack today, so please sit tight and relax and let's get to it then. Today I have Mala Zickenberger and really awesome that she agreed to come on the podcast. So thanks Mala for agreeing to come on this and really excited and looking forward to yeah what we're going to talk about today. So how are you doing in general? Yeah, good. Thanks. First of all, big thank you for bringing me on. I'm, I'm super excited. I'm good. I'm sitting in Oslo, Norway. And yeah, happy to be here. Awesome. Awesome. So in Oslo, how is the weather up there? Rainy and cold. So summer is not really yet here, but it should come the next days. Uh, okay. So, yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Cool. Cool. So before we start, I usually just, yeah, I would say I give you the floor now to just introduce yourself, a brief intro about yourself, what you're currently doing, and then we'll take it from there. Okay. Try to get it, uh, get it short. Uh, I'm Mala. I'm 24. I'm from Frankfurt, Germany, uh, originally, and now here in Oslo studying my master's at BI. I'm doing my master's in operation and logistics. My bachelor's I did back home in Mannheim. Did a break after as it's kind of normal, I guess, by now. Uh, fitted in some internships and yeah, then continued with my master's. Have one year of studying left, one thesis left, one internship left. And then I guess I need to hit the job market. So, but I'm enjoying trying to enjoy this one more year of studying. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy white last. <laughs> yeah. Right. So you did your bachelor's in Mannheim and then you moved to Oslo. Why that, why that move? What pushed you to go to Oslo for your master's? Yeah. Oh, I think one choice first was that I decided not to stay in Mannheim. Okay. To see something else. I think also I had one semester abroad where I thought, okay, it's so cool to see new places and to see new universities. And I think it was maybe the nationality of Norway. It's, it's quite green. The people are maybe not as stressed as back home. So <laughs> okay. it was nice. And I think uh, my feeling was right. It's nice. <laughs> okay. Oh, interesting. I haven't been to Norway. So I think maybe one of my next stops then. Yeah, yeah. you should. If they open up again, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, hopefully soon, yeah. Yeah, okay. So I see you now specializing in logistics and supply chain, coming from a traditional general international business management. Also another question, why the shift to logistics? You have more interest in that space and how do you see that going forward? I think for me, it doesn't feel like a shift. I thought before I started my bachelor's, started about specializing quite early on, but then, yeah, was not really brave enough to take this specialization straight away, decided Mm. to a bit broader first and then it was always clear for me that I wanted to go in this direction in my master's yeah yeah okay okay yeah interesting I think that's a good overlay to my next question because I went to your LinkedIn profile and I saw that you've done tons of internships in addition you said you still have one more left before you graduate Sure. That intrigued me a bit. So you've done a lot of internships ranging from operations, supply chain to change management. You even worked for tax services 
Yeah, um, well, small trip <laughs> in this direction. <laughs> okay. Very small. Okay. And then you did a change. Would I say, if I don't know if I'm allowed to say that or call that a change to strategy, business development and consulting. So, so that's a wide range of internships. So my first question in that space, right? Or before I go, you said you still have one more left, right? To do. Yeah. True. Okay. What space? Is that also in consulting or something more, that's often consulting. Yeah. Okay, that's also in consulting. So I see that you're trending more towards consulting. So my first question to that area is, what is the motivation behind these many internships? I guess trying to figure out what I want to do later in my okay. career. Okay. And also, I think from studying in Mannheim and doing the bachelor's there, your whole environment is doing so many internships. So okay. for me, it ne- at no point felt that much. I think if maybe people see my CV, they say, okay, it looks a lot, but it never felt like this. And if you mm. actually take this year off and take your time to do some internships, which are a bit longer, yeah, it's really worth it. And I think this year time, of course, then also gives you the time to do it. Mm. So that means you actually... There are a lot of benefits, first of all, from knowing what you really want to do. That's one, of course, and then getting the experience, of course. Yeah. Why, well, why it's not said that I now know what I want to do, but I think I have so much more experience, richer, and maybe I know what I don't want to do. Yeah, yeah. What would you say was your main push other than trying to figure out the different areas? So you went in saying, okay, I want to try different areas so that at the end, I kind of have an idea what I want to do. Or you just said, yeah, well, these internships, for example, the one you did in tax services could be interesting. Why not do it? Oh, I think both. Like it was driven by areas I want to see. It was driven by opportunities I got. So, mm. Okay. All right. Interesting. Yeah. So now I, I move a bit. So I see that you've been gravitating towards strategy consulting, management consulting. And a lot of the questions today would be based on that because I want to kind of understand how you got into the space, what kind of stuff you did to prepare for the interviews and what helped you to actually prepare for those kind of interviews. So what made you to gravitate towards management consulting? Because I see that probably that's where you're gravitating to. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting story. I never would thought I end up there. Well, at least it was definitely not my intention. Okay. I had this plan that I'm doing my gap year and I had this tech uh, internship and um, my internship at Amazon in my bag and, and thought, okay, now I'm taking this year off and I'll see some more. And the original plan was to do one internship in supply chain management, one internship in consulting and one internship in the industry. Mm. This was kind of my, okay, I can fit in three internships, those three things I want to cover. Yeah. So yeah, I did an internship in consulting. Um, I think if you study in Mannheim, there's not really a way around it. You hear a lot, a lot about it, good as well as bad. Okay. So my intention more was, okay, you're doing your consulting internship, then you can see how you like it or not to say you can see that you don't like it and cross it from your list Mm. confidentially (laughs) it came differently I liked it or I was quite lucky with my internships super smart people young team and I was super lucky I had really unconventional short working hours so Mm. I think that's why I'm now seeing it as a really really attractive working opportunity okay 
but I also have this internship upcoming at, at McKinsey, mm-hmm. which I hope that they also open me the eyes for maybe the not that nice working hours and not that sites. <laughs> so I think if I'm having this done as well, I can probably make up my mind even better because mm-hmm. for now it's too good to be true a bit. So yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. I also did some time in consulting. So I, I tend to agree with you in terms of to be it being too good to be true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think it was the teams I was able to work with. They were super okay. nice. So all right. Um, yeah, but but Mackenzie, of course, is I would say is the crown and a, a really good opportunity for you to also see if this is where you want to end up at the end because this will also open you more to what the industry is in general. Definitely. So yeah. yeah, yeah. So super nice and congrats on that. So good stuff. Now I go a bit deeper into so because you've done a lot. So now with your internship at McKenzie, the other ones at some of the in-house consulting firms, so you have a variety of these two sites. Let's step a bit into the interview process. Given that you've done more, for example, operations and change management and then strategy and now consulting, what would you say is the difference between the interview process between these two different sides? Are they the same or do you need to do something different in terms of the interviews for consulting firms? Yeah, I think the major difference is that in consulting firms, I did not do a single interview, which was not somehow related to a case Mm -hmm. yeah of course the differences between the cases are huge if you do a McKinsey interview it's like three cases in a row and you prepare the hell out of it before I guess Uh, and for my first internships in consulting or the interviews to get them I did not prepare at all so I think the variety and preparation is huge but somehow a case is involved Ah, okay so you usually do, let's say, one, two, three cases for those consulting internships. Yeah, yeah. whereas yeah. in operations internship, okay, I can only talk about the ones I did, but there was more questions like, what would you do if, but mm. it's not like a typical case. Ah, okay, okay. So how then did you prepare for these cases? Because it's sometimes, I know for these consulting cases, you know that you have case studies, but how do you prepare for them to make sure that you are well ready once you mm. step into the room? Yeah, good question. I was standing before this problem a while ago. uh, (laughs) I'm happy to share my experience. I think everyone has his his own way. I need to figure out, but I'm I'm happy to share how I prepared. As I told for my first internships for the gap year, there was always one case, which was maybe 20 minutes. It was Mm. something like, okay, you're opening up a cafeteria for your company calculate if it's profitable something like this so more you come up with it and it's yeah logical thinking they want to test how you think they want to test if you take them on board by explaining how you think Mm -hmm. compared to more structured interviews as the McKinsey interviews have been so I think for the first option you could go in there unprepared and I think it also works because too much preparation sometimes is also bad however I think if someone wants to prepare or a little bit more longer case I would say not extended question I think preparation is helpful at least it takes some nervousness away Mm, yeah yeah yeah. but how do you prepare online sources books your friends what do you use the most to help you do that yeah happy to share for me I I split it in kind of in two I first spent I don't know two three weeks I called it theory or groundwork where I was reading much as possible about cases I was 
looking in the internet. I was, as I'm a big podcast can, listening to all podcasts that have consulting interview in the title. <laughs> you can call it like this. Yeah. Uh, and as you already mentioned, of course, I have friends who did the same process. I have a mentor who worked in consulting. So I consulted all of them. And I think this is one of the most valuable sources. Mm. Even so, maybe I sometimes didn't really know those people. For example, I have had a few classmates from a bachelor's and knew that they went through it so I contacted them even though we not have been that close yeah, yeah but I think I spent considerable time on this kind of groundwork theory before I did my first case and then I think it's it's advisable to to do some practice cases and there's this online forum prep lounge which prep lounge mm-hmm Mm-hmm. is super helpful where you can meet up with other smart people who are also trying to to hit a job and you can schedule a meeting yeah they give you a case you give them a case it always depends of course sometimes you get super valuable feedback yeah. sometimes less but after if you hang around there for a bit you also maybe find someone who you can do more than one interview with and yeah Mm, mm. yeah interesting i also use prep lounge i think it's a really good platform it um, is. Yeah. yeah 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 exactly and so you studied a lot um, on the theory part of cases you listen to a lot of podcasts which of the podcasts did stand out to you <laughs> question i was thinking it before it, i deleted all of them because i could not stand it anymore <laughs> you've <laughs> listened to them for hundred times <laughs> too, too much about the same stuff yeah. um no, I think there was one guy, he was an ex-McKinsey, but he always, at one point, in the beginning, it was interested, but I, I think he opened up a podcast quite early and it was repeating itself a lot. Ah, uh, okay. Mm. I think he was called Mark Huber, but I'm not exactly sure. Okay. I think I would just advise, put it in the search function and that comes up more than you actually need. More than you need, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's a good advice. Yeah, yeah. All right. So theory, you listen to a lot of podcasts. You did a lot of mock interviews with your friends, some mentors who went consulting and practice um, cases. So yeah, good tips. In terms of the mock interview, I guess you just did as many as you could until you felt very comfortable, right? Going into the interview. Yeah. I think you don't need to do overly a lot. But it's different from reading it and actually doing it. Also, mm. it's quite nice if you talk to someone who can give you direct feedback. And mm. it's not depending on where you apply. The interview process could be very structured. So it could be very helpful to run through that structure of question, answer, next information, next information. Yeah. And often or some case interviews, I think, do not even require that structured approach. So Yeah, okay. Yeah, cool. And one last thing here. Did you read any books on this or you just based your stuff on theory based on what you found on the internet? Yeah, I was not reading explicitly books. I okay. had one friend who shared her whole Dropbox folder with me where there were books in it. Okay. But there, I guess it's always more to read than you actually can. Yeah. There's one good website which was called Crafting Cases. They have... Crafting Cases? Crafting Cases. There are two guys from, I think it was Spain. I was on this website quite a lot because they have have a nice approach to cases. They tell more how you should approach it rather than how to solve it. Ah, Okay. Mm. I like this a lot, but especially books, no. 
Okay. So more like a, a holistic view, how to look at it from a general point of view of how to solve any case. And then you can yeah. use that framework um, yeah. in whatever situation you find yourself in, in, in an interview setting. Yeah. Okay. That's super cool. It's called prep in cases, right? Correct in cases, yes. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, super nice. Thanks for the valuable information here. I know when I was also preparing for my case studies, I spent a lot of time on Prep Lounge. I think it's a super, super nice and valuable platform. I would also really stress the fact that one needs to prepare and, and do prep or mock cases before going in. So yeah. good, good advice there. Before I step out of the interview preparation phase, is there any other advice you would like to give someone who wants to do an internship in consulting or wants to do still thinking, should I do ABC internship? Should I do that or not? Mm-hmm. That you think you would like to share? Yeah, I think one point is definitely if you think about it, why not trying it and submit the application? So mm-hmm. what happens if you get a no, you get a no, it will not change it. So always try it. And also I think in terms of consulting, what I learned in my gap year, or I was doing a consulting internships that way uh, at a small consultancy in Munich called Hounset. And this kind of opened my eyes that there are so, so many consultancies around. So if you want to try it out, you don't need to think, oh my God, I need to get the internship at McKinsey or somewhere else. Mm. I think maybe it's even better to start at a small one or stay there even because you have a smaller team, you can specialize more, you can go in the direction you like best. So I think this also takes a lot away if you you don't have this big picture in mind all the time. Yeah. there's so much other interesting stuff around yeah yeah super valuable you could also start from there learn and see how it is and then from well, yeah. that experience decide okay now i want to go to the big firms so yeah you don't need to start from the big ones immediately yeah super cool advice thanks for bringing that up okay so mala i'm gonna let you rest a bit from the interview questions <laughs> i know that you deleted all your podcasts because you didn't want to listen to those kind of to those podcasts anymore <laughs> so let me just stress you on that one question that i, that I want to ask like is that something you know today now that you're finally finishing up your studies and then doing your final internship before you go to looking for your final full-time job is that something you know today that you wish you would have known back then when you're starting out or how is that in general for you? I think doing internships is as valuable as everyone said. So do it if you have the chance and time to do so. Mm-hmm. I skipped from this, I think you think a lot about cases and if you prepare for cases, you only think your whole life in terms of cases and see cases everywhere. Yeah. But I think the advice, which you also hear in every book and every podcast and so on, is that in the end, the person matters. And if you do a calculation wrong or something else, it's not the end of the world. I was doing wrong calculation at my McKinsey interview and got the feedback or especially asked for it and they said yeah we're not looking for a human calculator it doesn't matter at all yeah so don't stress too much even so preparation is important yeah it doesn't say in my opinion what in the end says yes or no if you Mm. okay that's fine okay yeah so cool super nice thanks hobbies so what do you do outside of work when you don't have any exams, you're not preparing for case studies? <laughs> what do you like to do outside yeah. that keeps you busy, interested? 
Yeah, I love running. I love everything which is outside. I think that's one reason why I moved to Norway as well. It's just perfect if you just have the trails and ski close right in front of your door mm. and desperately needed if you sit around all the other hours. So this is definitely something I do a lot and enjoy a lot. And as I already said, podcasts, if it's not related to any kind of cases, which it is <laughs> things not, not anymore, yeah. all kind of other things. So I would say these are my two, two greatest things. Yeah, yeah. I remember we had a chat before the podcast. You said it's a good thing to combine your running with listening to podcasts. Good combination. I'm still trying. I told you the last time I'm going to try it. Yeah. I haven't tried it yet, <laughs> but but I'm going to try that because I think it's a good way to combine two activities together, running and then listening to your favorite podcast. Yeah, uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you just need music if, if, if you're really... <laughs> that's also fine <laughs> yeah I, i'm a music person because it yeah. also energizes me to run more once i start getting lazy and i want to yeah. start <laughs> but like i'm always fun. running much faster when i'm listening to music not to podcasts so <laughs> that's ah, definitely yeah. true yeah yeah okay cool one last question or second to last question i asked you a lot of questions on how you got into your internships and you now with you going to mckenzie is that something that failures you've encountered in the past and something that you did learn from or what did you learn from it yeah interesting question i think what did i learn from it i think sometimes you need to make brave decisions or maybe not overthink things I was deciding to go to my semester approach to South Korea. I decided to move to Norway. And I think if I have would have thought too long about it, I would maybe say, okay, no, I'm not doing it. Mm. So I think I always was proven very right, right and loved my decisions in the end. Mm. But I think in the first step, I needed to be brave enough to do it. And if you're a person who easily overthink things, which I sometimes are, I think you should skip that step and just do it. <laughs> Easier said than done, right, my love? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I tend to have that problem too sometimes. So I can fully relate with that. But good tip. At the end of it all, you realize that, hey, so far, it was all good. So far, it was all good. <laughs> the extra two hours you spent thinking about it did not change anything. No. Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, thanks for sharing that. Last question. I keep on saying last questions in my podcast. But last question. Is that something that is very interesting about yourself that you don't normally tell people? Oh, <laughs> good question. No, normally don't tell. So I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Something or, or, like similar to the question. Yeah, similar to the the interview question. What is a characteristic of yours, which is not related to the interview? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think what people don't know about me, I'm quite good at puzzling. At at what? Uh, at doing puzzles. At puzzles. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Quite good, quite fast. So I think that's maybe not a skill you you directly need in your your life but it's definitely good to relax and listen podcasts too so it is a good school that that's why you're good at case studies because i always find those case studies to be puzzles <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. i never saw it like this 
yeah, yeah. Okay. Thanks a lot, uh, Mala. It was really insightful. And, and thanks for putting us through all the processes of how you went through to prepare for your cases and giving us those really insightful steps and tips of how to really crack this or how you were able to do that in your own interview process and for sharing your experiences with us. Um, I think that was really valuable. And thanks for taking your time to come on the show as well. Yeah, thanks for having me and hope your your listeners could could get something out of it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I did get a lot out of this and I hope that they also do get a lot of this. Yeah, so thank you very much and yeah, bye-bye and have a nice rest of the week. Thanks. Thank you once again for listening to today's episode. If you got any value from this podcast, please hit the subscribe button to stay updated when new episodes are published. Oh, and remember, sharing is caring. Share the podcast with a friend to make sure he or she is not missing out. And as always, you can find all the tools and the templates you need on blisscareer.de. Until then, I wish you a wonderful time ahead. Bye-bye and stay safe.